Hey, welcome to the Monday morning show. Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley, thanks for showing up. Uh, we're talking about Brock Purdy today. And the reason we're talking about Brock Purdy is because of Ryan. No one saw this. Uh, this lady, I forget her name. Was it? I, I'll find it. Jory Epstein, Lori Epstein. She writes for <clears throat> Yahoo and puts together an article about Brock Purdy's latest interview, which he did for a few people. And uh, the seventh paragraph, she just casually mentions like, you know, <laughs> he still, quote, isn't. He says he isn't really sure, honestly, if he'll play in 2023, but, you know, he's taking it one day at a time and he's encouraged. And uh, Ryan texted me and Jesse yesterday morning and was like, why is no one talking about this? <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was a good question. So we started talking about it all day and we slept on it. And now it's time to talk about it a little bit more because it's interesting that it didn't get bigger. It's not bigger news. And I think the reason it's not bigger news is it's... Uh, it's not what the Niners said. It's it. I'm trying to find English words here. It's uh pretty much. I mean, he contradicts the 49ers. and a lot of people, journalists, go with whatever the Niners tell them to go with. So they they were told a couple of weeks ago, "Hey, man, he could be back for training camp." Now all of a sudden, he says, "You know, I'm just taking it one day at a time, and I don't know if I'll be back at all this year." And I think journalists like their their heads exploded. They're like, "Well, I'm getting." Two different stories here. To me, this feels like the real deal because it's coming from the horse's mouth. What do you think about this? Yeah, man, I, he probably – I bet the 49ers aren't thrilled that he said that. He probably didn't mean to say it. probably just came out uh, in conversation. It's definitely not – you know, there's a lot of journalists, a handful that, you know, they, they know that the rest of the world knowing this is not good for the 49ers, and so they avoid right. that kind of stuff, right. right? This is not what they want to get out of. He went of. off script. He went, he went off, off script, he went but off he was script. being honest. It's yeah. the most honest thing anyone said about this guy. We don't know. He's taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And if nothing else, this to me, this is what I've been saying is I don't think he's going to be there for week one. Like if nothing else, I pretty mm. week one's kind of out of the question. If if you don't even know if you're going to play at all next year, then week one is definitely to me out of the question. He's probably going to be on the PUP list at minimum. If not, IR. let's explain that. I mean, let's go through it real quick. So, I, I I pulled that up. Cut down date is August 30th. Mm-hmm. That's when he's got to be cleared. And if he's not fully cleared by August 30th, he starts the season on the pup list, which means he has to miss the first four games. Yeah. So I think, I mean, he had the procedure on March 10th. Six months after that is September 10th. So it's supposed to be six to eight months, the recovery. I mean, earliest, it seems he will be on pup coming back week five. But if, if he's cleared week five, that means no OTAs, minicamp, training camp, preseason, nothing. Also, no uh, practice or anything the first four weeks of the season. You're telling me he's going to be ready to start week five? I doubt it. He's probably going to have to practice and get ramped up, and it's hard to get a, a quarterback prepared to play midseason. So when he says, I'm not really sure if I'm going to play this year, I get it because he probably won't even be activated until week five, and at that point, will he be ready? Will Trey Lance be playing well? Will Sam Darnold be playing well? Like It's really who the hell knows. Yeah, and if, if Trey Lance is playing well, why would you even want to rush back? You might as well take your sweet time and just make sure you're 100% healthy, all your muscles, your back, your arms, everything is ready to go. You're prepared. So, I, yeah, I mean, PUP list to me is at minimum. Like, he, it's possible he starts on the IR. It really is. So, I mean, it's surprising that this wasn't bigger news. I don't know why she kind of – that should have been the title of the, of her article. Maybe she didn't want to give that effect, you know, like 
I, a gotcha moment or something like that mm-hmm. or a, you know, a clickbait type title, but it's really not, you know, people were so mad at, at you and I for reporting this. Like all we're telling you is what Brock Purdy said himself from the horse's mouth. It's not like we're telling you he, he's not going to play next year. He said he might not. And that's big, big news. I mean, someone in that interview should have followed up when he said he's not really sure, honestly, if he'll play in 2023. Excuse me, Brock. You just said you're not really sure if you're going to play in 2023. Could you just say say what you mean by that? Because yeah. that's big. Uh, a, a big revelation. Yeah. Give, give, him to, give him an opportunity to explain himself. Because right now, I mean, we're having to do the explanation. And it makes me – I mean, it seems, it seems like the right thing for him to do. And I could see why the Niners would be a little upset because from Kyle's perspective, quarterbacks are completely disposable and replaceable. And I'm sure he thinks that Brock isn't that special. And now he's acting like he has to protect himself and that he's a commodity. It's like, dude, you were nothing six months ago. But you know what? Brock is a commodity now. Yeah. And he he has to pr- protect himself and his future because Kyle won't. And you can ask any number of quarterbacks about that. It sounds like he has a really good team around him, instructing him to do the smart thing, the right thing, and think about your long-term career, regardless of what pressure from either the fan base or the 49ers. Screw that, man. Make sure you're 100% healthy. That's the right thing to do. It's very mature of him to do that. It sounds like he has a good team around him. But there's a lot of implications from this, right? Like when they signed Sam Darnold, my thoughts were, okay, uh, this is a hedge against Brock Purdy's injury. Everyone's like, no, Mm -hmm. this means they don't believe in Trey Lance. Well, based on this news, this – really does kind of show you that this is about they're unsure whether Brock Purdy's going to play at all next year. And if, if he does come back, will he be the same? So Sam Darnold was a hedge against Brock Purdy's injury. It wasn't about Trey Lance. Trey Lance isn't getting traded. They cannot afford to trade Lance, trade Trey Lance right now. They need Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, and whatever rookie they're going to end up drafting. And they're going to draft one. Right. And again, we don't even know if Brock Purdy's ever going to be the same. The only other quarterback who ever had this procedure is Nick Mullins. And he's not a starting quarterback. We don't really know what he is, or if he's better or worse than what he was before the injury. Um, We do know, though, that he had his procedure in January. He played in the preseason, was awful, got waived, eventually started a game during the pandemic uh, because of COVID outbreak, and it was week 15, and he still struggled. I mean, he was throwing a lot of short passes. Finally, last year, he seemed like himself again. So it's possible that although Brock Purdy could get cleared week five or week seven, that he really won't be Brock Purdy again until 2024. And if, if that's the case, like, why is it in his interest to rush back on the field with no preparation at 70% and look bad? I mean, no one would give him the benefit of the doubt. His stock would just drop. So I think it's more in his interest to take it slow, come back when he's really ready, and show that those eight games weren't a fluke. Because if he comes back and looks shaky, people will think, you know what? Mm. He's not that special. It was a flash in the pan. And there's two things. Like I, I expect Brock Purdy and the 49ers to walk back those comments coming soon before the draft. I expect him to walk that back a little. Um, you know, oh, man, Brock Purdy? either Brock oh, the Niners. Or the yeah, the Niners. One of the two walking that back before the draft because they're going to have to go get a quarterback. And this is really unfortunate for Brock Purdy. I really just hope he can get back to just be 100% of the guy that we saw before uh, because he has really, he hasn't got paid anything. Um, and based on what he's done, he deserves to get paid more. And I hope he gets a, a second contract. He gets back to 100%, and he's the same guy. That would be uh, very unfortunate Brock Purdy never does, but I think he will at some point. It's just when. I remember Brock Purdy's the guy who told George, who said that George Kittle talks too much on national television. This guy <laughs> is not a shrinking violet. I, I, yeah. He stands up for himself. So 
I think we're going to see, this is going to be an interesting story because the Niners came out and basically spoke for him, which is a no-no. Remember, Harbaugh would never do that. Yeah, I'm not in his body. Former player, very sensitive about that kind of stuff. John, another former player, not so sensitive about it. Kyle, not sensitive at all. They'll come out and be like, oh, he's doing great. He's ahead of schedule. It's like, okay, well, what's the player say? He's the one actually doing the rehab. And what he said is, I'm just taking it one day at a time. This is uncharted territory. We've heard three things. John Lynch, he'll most likely be ready for week one. Kyle Shanahan, six to eight months. Yep. Brock Purdy, I don't know if I'm playing next year. Again, eight months. Eight months from uh, March 3rd is, excuse me, from March 10th is November 10th. So yeah. it's highly, it is super possible that he does not play at all this year. And you know what? If he's special and he needs a year to get back, then him sitting out a year is the best thing for him and the organization. Yeah, and, and a lot of that's going to, like you said, we talked about earlier, how are the 49ers doing? How's Trey Lance doing? If they're playing well and balling out, then there's no need at all for yeah. even the 49ers at that point to want to rush him back. Also, the, the the more they push Brock to come back soon, the less it makes me feel like they really think he's special. You know, like if Kyle thought, wow, yes, I struck gold here. I just got freaking Tony Romo, Drew Brees, like let's – Dude, I, I got a lifetime contract here. I'm Kyle Shanahan. Like, let's chill. Is that? I mean, Jet's not going to kick me out. But if I, if, if if his attitude is, dude, you are. I don't know who the hell you think you are. You are a seventh round pick. You're a football player. If you're healthy, you got to get on the damn field. And if you're not good enough, I'll replace you again because I don't think you're that special. That see, that's if they force him back out there, it's Kyle saying again, dude, you're you're just you're just young, cheap Jimmy. Don't get it. Don't get that into yourself. And that's totally Kyle's mo. So again, Brock, be your own advocate here. Here's the thing is like when I watched Brock Purdy and I was uh, one of the few, honestly, I was just really watching what he was doing. To me, he seemed like he was good. Like he was a good player, mm-hmm. uh, top 15 type potential. But I didn't see all this other stuff that a lot of people are, are seeing. And I, I don't think Kyle Shannon did either. I think he thinks right. Brock Purdy is a good quarterback and right. they, they lucked out. But I don't think they see an elite quarterback. I don't I don't. John think so. might. But John thought Jimmy Garoppolo was elite. I don't think Kyle Shanahan does. Kyle Shanahan is like us. He didn't. He saw through Jimmy Garoppolo. He also thinks he's the star of everything. So I couldn't imagine that he went from looking at Brock Purdy as the next Nick Mullins to the next uh, franchise quarterback. It, Kyle doesn't change his mind like that. Yeah. So if if Brock Purdy wants to protect him, himself and and look for the you know the future, Kyle could all of a sudden be more into Sam Darnold or Troy Lance. He could go back or somewhere in the draft. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that dance goes down. Khalil says, when did Nick Mullins play preseason? With the Eagles in 2021. They signed him for training camp. Uh, He played in the preseason, and he was awful, and they waived him. Then he got signed by the Browns and was on their practice squad. So that's uh, the story there. So that's the latest on Brock. And now we're realizing why the Niners are talking to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Tanner McKee, Jake Hayner, three quarterbacks that aren't going to be around in round seven. Last year, they yeah. took the last quarterback in the draft. This year, they're looking at guys who are you know, going to get picked right where their top picks are, the end of round three. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. why? Are they trading Trey? Well, um, it's possible they need a third quarterback because Brock is going to have a year off. Uh, in which case, which quarterback do you think the Niners should draft? Should draft is different. There's, there's five guys that I'm, I have here written down, or six. There's Tanner McGee, who's probably going to go second to third round. Jaron Hall, who's fourth to fifth. Jake Hayner, who's fourth to seventh. DTR, who they have ranked fourth to seventh. Clay Toon at sixth. And Max Duggan, third to seventh. The one, 
the player that I like out of here is DTR. But the thing that scares me is that how forward the 49ers are showing their interest in DTR. He's visited mm-hmm. with the 49ers three times. Mm-hmm. To me, that if the 49ers wanted DTR, I don't think they would be showing everybody that they want DTR as strong as they are. So that makes Possibly. me think it might be somebody else. I would be surprised if they end up showing their hand like this and then getting him. Um, I think they're trying to get somebody else. I'm, I'm unsure right now who it might be. And it might be Jaron Hall from BYU. Um, I don't know. Who do you think it's going to be? Well, I, I think it's DTR, but it's possible that he won't be available. He, his stock is climbing. He might go early round three, late round two. I mean, he might go around where Hendon Hooker goes. Yeah. Um, and I, because th- I think, I think DTR appear, appeals to the Niners in a lot of ways. They want a combination of Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. What they like about Trey Lance is the athleticism because they want to be a running team and they want that quarterback run element like Philly has. Like they want that. That's part, and, and they want a guy who can push the ball down the field. Like that's DTR. They also want a quarterback who's experienced at a young age so he can come in and play right away and have success right away. That's what Brock has going for him. And DTR is both of those things. He's a playmaker. He's super fast. He has a cannon. And he started like five years at UCLA. And he's only like 23 years old. So um, I think he appeals to the Niners. He has what they look for, what they look, what they want in a quarterback. So two things. I, I th- Jaron Hall is kind of like that too, isn't he? And I think he's similar. He's older. I think he's a two-year starter. Uh, he's okay. a really good player too. He's a hell of a player. Oh, I thought he was four. Okay. So yeah. Because Zach Wilson was there. You know what I mean? I think he started the last two years. Yeah. So here's the thing is I would love for the 49ers to draft, find what you're looking for in a quarterback and draft a quarterback with a similar skill set, right? If Trey Lance is your QB1, get a DTR who has a similar skill set, and now you can match your offense. You're not going back and forth from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy. We're all three different. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be nice if they actually went after a quarterback that was similar to Trey Lance. Um, so DTR would be who would I, I'd want. It just makes me feel weird that they're so upfront about it. Three visits already. I don't think the 49ers would want the NFL to know that. So I'm uh, to me, it seems like it might be a guy that they kind of just slipped under the radar. Maybe, maybe a Tanner McGee um, who does. God, not. I can't, t- I can't stand Tanner. Yeah. I've seen him play in person. He's just so slow. And, you know, maybe Kyle's still into quarterbacks like that, but it seems like, Every single quarterback that makes it deep in the playoffs now is a playmaker. These these pocket statues don't succeed anymore. I'm not into them. Jake Hayner, same thing. Like He's really good, but to me, he's much more like Nick Mullins than Brock Purdy because the difference between Mullins and Purdy is their feet. Purdy's an athlete. He's a little bit of a playmaker. Mullins is not. Yeah. He's, he's stationary, and I look at Hayner as stationary too, and there's a, a real ceiling for those type of quarterbacks. To me, they're backups in the NFL. They're backups. Yeah, a guy who is pretty mobile, Max Dugan, right? He's pretty damn mobile, I'm pretty sure. He actually ran a 4-5, yeah. 4-5, yeah. Jake Hayner, the thing about Jake Hayner, man, is I know a lot of people love him. And honestly, I haven't seen him play a full game. I'll be completely honest about that. But when I watched him in the combine, his arm was not very impressive. And then the thing about his interview, he was borderline Brock Purdy attitude to over the top. With his, attitude. I watched him. I, I watched his interview. He seemed a little kiddish, like you know, smiling, making jokes, a little uh, cocky. Like, I like he was a, yeah, almost cocky. Intended to be compared to Brock Purdy, almost. Interesting, like, interesting. Which have I you seen know. DTR talk? Have you seen DTR talk? No, no. That guy reminds me a lot of Brock Purdy. Okay, there you and go. The, just his his cadence, 
his uh, tone, his manner. I mean, he, he's very calm. He's not going to get offended in an interview. Um, yeah. It would be nice if we knew the very mature. for for these quarterbacks. For the S2? Yeah. Because that matters a lot. Yeah. I'm just saying the dude went to UCLA for five years. He's probably pretty smart. I, if I'm picking out of those quarterbacks we're talking about, I'm getting a DTR. I just, it's just to me, like the, the obviousness of it makes me think it's not going to happen. If that makes sense. Like, I mean, he might, I'm saying he might not be there for the Niners and then I don't think they're going to trade up for him, but if he's there when they pick at the end of round three, that's basically a round four pick anyway. Mm-hmm. And I can see if, again, those are Kyle's picks. He picks uh, everything before I think round day three. Yeah. So if he falls in love with the quarterback, he, he took CJ Beathard in that spot. 104, I believe. So 102, something like that. I mean, he could do it again this year. And if DTR is available, I think they'll pull the trigger. I, he just has way too much in common with Brock Purdy. All that experience. I think the Niners figured out that they're a great spot for an experienced quarterback coming out of college because they have their roster puts so much pressure on a young quarterback to succeed right away. Yeah. And it's not Trey's fault. He didn't fail, but there's so much pressure on him to be a finished product, whereas Purdy is. And DTR isn't necessarily a finished product. I think he played quarterback for one year in high school, but still, I mean, he has like 1,500 throws in college. That helps. He, and if you watch him play, he knows how to play the position. He's very comfortable checking the ball down. Like all the little things that Kyle can't teach, Chip Kelly taught him. Yeah. There's, there's three things, really, that I'm looking for in a quarterback now at this point after watching everything that's transpired in the NFL. It's experience. It's that test score. And it's you carrying the team not being carried by your roster, you actually having to carry a team. Those yeah. three things are the most important thing to me, honestly. Because Name the best wide receiver DTA, DTR played with at UCLA. I can't right. even name one. Yeah, And I watched that team. I think yeah. also go watch Jordan Palmer's breakdown of DTR. Jordan Palmer is Carson Palmer's brother. He's like the best QB uh, coach in the world. He's up there. Yeah. And he's just totally, he's like, look, he may not be a top five quarterback in this class, but he's a top five playmaker in this class. It's like, yeah. look at these scrambles. Like, there's a scramble here where most quarterbacks will get four yards. It's a 70-yard touchdown for TTR. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, he makes people miss. He, he hurdles people. He's really good. And what, what Jordan Palmer says is quarterbacks in today's NFL need three things. You need to be able to get the ball out of your hands quickly. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to uh, make plays with your feet outside of structure. And you need to be able to push the ball down the field. DTR can do all three of those things, and he comes with experience. Yeah. I mean, you brought up the word playmaker. The, the first thing I thought of when I saw Black, Brock Purdy play in the preseason was this kid's a playmaker, right? He yeah. just sees the field. He makes something out of nothing. He wants to extend plays. He wants to He's extend comfortable. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to Jimmy, like you could feel the anxiety when he held the ball for yeah. more than two seconds. Like Brock's like, I'm happy to. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if it's not on script for Jimmy, he's done, you know? So that that's yeah. what the 49ers need. Like they, make sure it's, it's a guy who's led a roster, DTR. A guy who has test scores, I imagine DTR is that way, and a guy with experience. I imagine you know he has the experience yeah. as well. He's a playmaker. Yeah. I think it would be a good pickup for the 49ers. Um, whether or not that's what they're doing, I don't know. But I think that would be – I would like it. I, I, again, I, I feel like people are starting to figure it out. If, you, if, if Brock Purdy had success because of his experience and his test scores and his um, uh, playmaking ability with his feet, what about this kid from UCLA? Because I think he probably would – test higher than Brock Purdy and everything except the te- except the S2 is my guess. Yeah. I mean everything. Yeah. Arm strength, just, foot speed, everything. If you look at the quarterbacks they drafted outside of Trey Lance because it didn't matter because they had the third pick, but all the other quarterbacks they drafted, we really didn't have any idea that those quarterbacks were going to be drafted, right? They didn't telegraph it the way they're telegraphing it right now with DTR. That's the thing that makes me wonder, are they 
are they really going after DTR? It's not like they have a third pick, right? It seems like the whole league is going out. I, I don't know if it, the media might not have known about this guy, but he's, I mean, he, I think he's met with like 10 teams. Like the Eagle, I think a lot of people know about this guy. And if, again, check out his uh, pro day interview. Um, if you, cause I think the, the Niners weigh that stuff. Someone asked, what are you working on this offseason? He goes into how, what he's working on mechanically, like in freaking detail. Mm-hmm. I, I love hearing quarterbacks talk about that kind of stuff. He's like, you know, I'm very, I'm very quad dominated, so I'm trying to work on my posterior chain. And I'm, I'm, it's, it's really helped me get more rotation, which is why I threw the ball 62 miles an hour at the combine. It's like, okay, UCLA grad, nice. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I'm impressed, but maybe I'm just biased because I went there. Uh, I want them. I don't disagree with you. It's just the the how obvious they're making it makes me concerned. But yeah, yeah. I will say that uh, DTR, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, that's a good young quarterback room. Right Hell yeah, there. I, I would be excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. And then you got well, DTR, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance this year, mm-hmm. and then it's a game of Survivor. Someone's got to be off the island, and because Brock Purdy's coming back next year, and Brock Purdy's damn good. I'm excited for Brock Purdy's future. He's a great story, um, but I'm also excited about Trey Lance's future. And that's a good problem the Niners have. They just got to play it right. And Sam Darnold, I don't know how he weaseled himself in here, but uh, I would be much more interested in developing someone like DTR than Sam Darnold because, dude, Sam Darnold's had a million second chances. This is his 50th second chance. I think the problem with Sam Darnold, man, is his mental. And that's something I don't think. How do you, how do you fix that? The only thing you can do for that is dial guys up perfect. You can, basically like Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I want you to throw to this guy. He's going to be open throw to him and him only. So anything off script, it's, it's, it might be a problem. I mean, he's yeah. more mobile than Jimmy, so that helps him, but it's the mental part. I don't know if you could fix that. I'd like to know. I mean, his course. he's just a walking turnover. So yeah. we'll see. And he committed a bunch of turnovers in his last game. I don't know. I don't know if you can, if you can stop that. Tony says it's Trey's time to really lock in and take the damn QB one spot for good. Show us the progress he posts on IG, but with pads. Yeah, <laughs> man, he's got all off season. He's yeah. got, you know, See what he's got. Official BNA Music 88 says fans, coaches, and teammates have been so pressed for Brock over Trey as QB1. No one has considered how this injury has affected him mentally. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, you got to think like he felt, you know, the Brinks truck was was right within grasp and then yeah. his arm broke. And now he's thinking like, man, it's still well, there, but I got to make sure that this arm is good. I think both Trey and Brock have to overcome that. And yeah, I, I think yeah. they both have the mental makeup to do it. Yeah, they're both really young. Daniel Sotelo says, does this news open the door for a Rodgers trade? What do you think? I think it's possible, yeah. I've been thinking that for a while. If the Jets can't make it work, I could see the 49ers doing it. I think he only costs $16 million. A lot of people are worried about that, but I think it's only a $16 million cap hit if they sign Rodgers, and there's a way to free up enough draft capital to do that. Uh, I think it's really about Rodgers and, and the Jets right now, whether they can make it work. But I could see the 49ers being in play for it. I could see them seeing the need. And that's probably one of the only players. If they bring in an Aaron Rodgers, I'm not mad about that. Like Trey Lance, as much as I want to see what he can do, I will pass that to see Aaron Rodgers play on the 49ers with this roster. I could see the Niners doing it too because Kyle makes emotional decisions about quarterback, especially when he feels like, they should play, and, he, and they're like holding themselves out for business decisions. I'm not saying Brock's going to do that, but he could, and he might. You could yeah. say he should, but would you, like for, go back to Jimmy? Jimmy was the guy. Jimmy got hurt in 2020, came back, tried to play through it, be a soldier, got hurt again, shut himself down. Uh, by the end of the year, I mean, he missed like eight games in a row with a high ankle sprain. If we remember, Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain throughout the playoffs, missed no games. Mm-hmm. So it's 
it's a little bit like, do you want to play through this? Are you willing to play at 50%? And it seemed like Jimmy's answer was no. And it seemed like Kyle never forgave him for it. And I yeah. think that's part of why they traded up for Trey Lance. Not necessarily because they love Trey Lance, but because Kyle was so upset with Jimmy, he wanted to replace him and get him out as the franchise quarterback spot so that he was just another quarterback. If yeah. Brock all of a sudden, if, if, Kyle, if Kyle feels that way about Brock, like, oh my God, you're holding yourself out, but you could play. Uh, okay, well, I'll get Aaron Rodgers, and now you have no future here. So good luck wherever you go, Brock, because I don't think you're that special. That is so Kyle's personality. Yeah. I don't know. I'm with you. I th they could go get Rodgers, although I don't, I don't, I don't think Kyle and uh, Rodgers would work. Those two. I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. Those I think two. It's a possibility. I think Trey Lance is going to be your QB one week one is what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Good question, Daniel. Monsa says, did Mike show up at a workout? That's the guy. Um, Mike Shanahan. Man, if I were Kyle, I'd tell him to stay home, dude. Dad, stay home. The next time you help me will be the first time you've helped me. Stay home. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Jalen Hurts just got paid today. Five years, $255 million, 180 guaranteed. This is off of two good years, uh, one elite year. He's not even 25 years old. Uh, if Trey Lance has a couple of years like Jalen Hurts just had, because, I mean, he's right there. He's about to turn 23 couple years away from being in line for this extension yeah will he have earned this i mean is it is two years all it takes it really depends on what he's what he's able to do i mean for me i i don't like paying any players uh from the owner's perspective from the franchise perspective i don't want to pay anybody what we've seen i think it's the times have shown us you need an elite quarterback on your roster so if he comes out and plays like an elite quarterback yeah you have to and you're talking about like 60 million a year by that time that Trey Lance will probably be making by the time they're ready to extend him. But he's going to have to show that he's elite. And if he's not a top 10, top 12 type quarterback, I don't think you should. Um, but if he does come out and show that he is that top 10, top 12 type quarterback, then, yeah, I think you have to. You need an elite quarterback. And, you know, the Eagles gave Jalen Hurts time to show that. You know, you you tweeted out this morning, I tweeted out before, that Trey Lance had a better uh, – first four starts than Jalen Hurts does. The difference is the Eagles gave Jalen Hurts an opportunity to prove himself. And he, and he has, he took him to the damn Super Bowl. So if Trey Lance is able to show the 49ers that he's that elite quarterback, well then, yeah. And you know, it doesn't bother me that they're extending Jalen Hurts because he's shown that he can do it all. And they're getting ahead of it. Honestly, every year that just goes up and up for these quarterbacks. So even though 51 million seems like a lot right now, by the time Trey Lance is ready to get his, it might be 60. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it seems to me like people are just don't think Trey Lance can make this leap. But Jalen Hurts, I still have questions about how, how good he really is. He is very good. But damn, he has a great team around him, like the best offensive line, two great wide receivers, like a great scheme, a great defense with Trey Lance. I mean, yeah, everyone says he's on a great team and hasn't had success. But wait a second. He, he they say he's got four starts. Yeah, but he got hurt immediately in the fourth start. He essentially has played three games with the 49ers. Mm -hmm. The first game, he had no Mitchell, no Kittle. He was the running back. No, they had Mitchell, but Mitchell had like nine carries. Mitchell was like hurt and wasn't getting a full yeah. workload. Yeah. Nine carries for Mitchell, no Kittle, he lost. Next game, he had Kittle and Mitchell. Mitchell had like 20-something carries. They clicked. They destroyed the Texans. Third start. Mitchell got hurt off after his sixth carry, no Kittle. They lost. So I'm really curious to see what Trey Lance looks like with Christian McCaffrey, 
Mm-hmm. Because last year, before they had McCaffrey, they had a bunch of talent, and Jimmy Garoppolo was not playing well. The offense was scoring 19 points a game. As soon as they get McCaffrey, things take off. Jimmy plays well. Purdy plays well. I'm guessing if Trey Lance could have had some games down the stretch with that group, too, he would have played well as, as well. That's my guess. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing if that's true. I'm guessing the combination of... I, I'm guessing that McCaffrey's going to make Trey Lance look way better. Way better. Oh, even way Kyle better. Shannon, even Kyle Shanahan said if 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 Trey Lance didn't get hurt, we think he was going to have a really good year. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan believes that he can have good years with a lot of people, and just Trey Lance just having that. The thing about Trey Lance compared to Sam Darnold and, and Brock Purdy is he can do things that they can't. Right? He can. He opens up the run game. The run game was a lot better under him than it's been under any quarterback in yeah. forever. He also can stretch the field throwing the ball in those tight windows. So there's more that he can do with Trey Lance than he can do with a Brock Purdy, as long as Trey Lance can do the the simple things that Brock Purdy was doing. So I, I think, you know, he could be worth this extension that we're talking about, um, but he's going to have to come out and show it. Um, but I think Kyle is from the position to where he thinks he can make do with whatever. So I think Trey Lance has to show a lot in order to get paid with the 49ers. I agree, and they got Kyle has to have a plan if he uses them to h- how to build him up. And it seems to me like his plan last year was to run Trey, and I understand the idea, but it was unnecessary because he wasn't being su- he wasn't successful as a runner, and everyone else was. So this is the team that won an NFC Championship game throwing eight times. Mm-hmm. I feel like the way to start is you. They could beat teams throwing eight times with Trey Lance. Not that he's that bad, but. I'd, I'd like to go through his games and chart what the running backs averaged yards per carry when Trey Lance started. I bet you it was over five yards a carry. And, yeah. and lump Debo in there too. Just him handing off, I bet you you'd average five and a half yards a carry. And you don't have to do that much else if you're averaging five yards a carry. You know, plus, I mean, that's what we saw in the NFC Championship game. So just keep it simple. Hand off. Hand yeah. off. I, I hope that's what he does. I think... That would be great if he came out like that. But <laughs> from the it, gun, from under center. I mean, there's no. so many different ways you can hand off because every time he's got the ball, the defense's eyes are going to be on him. Him. But it seems like he's going to have a run a QB power in the first drive based on – and that's probably what's going to happen, even though I think he shouldn't. Yeah. I'm going to give Kyle the, the benefit of the doubt and say he's not that crazy. He's not that okay. stupid. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll see. But I really want to see what Christian McCaffrey can do for Trey. Wouldn't it be a, a shame – if we never saw Christian McCaffrey and Trey Lance play a game together, not one. I mean, look what McCaffrey did for Jimmy immediately. Look what he did for Brock immediately. We can't even see what he would do for, for. And the thing, the thing, I, 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 why I don't really um, believe in Sam Darnold. He already played with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't help. Yeah. So I, I like to see what can happen for Trey. Trey's never had that. Even if you go back to preseason last year when it was being hard on him, he basically had Brandon Ayuk, and uh-huh. he was going against the. 49ers defense, the uh-huh. first defense, uh, yep. everyone else was going against the backups, right? So he's never right. really had CMC, George Kittle, uh, all those guys together clicking. It's going to be interesting to see what they can do. I think he's going to do great. I really, if do. I remember correctly, someone uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in 2021, when Jalen Hurts first became the starter for that team, um, they had him throwing a lot early in the season, and he was struggling. Remember, the Niners beat them week two, and I think they scored like 11 points. Mm-hmm. And like halfway through the season, Nick Sirianni figured out, like, wait a second, we're a running team. Mm-hmm. Let's let's press the issue running the ball and go from there. And all of a sudden, I think he's won 19 of his last 22 starts. Like, they figured out their identity, and it took them about half a season to get yeah. there. I mean, Kyle hasn't kept this guy healthy long enough to get there, but I think 
if they could start, if they could play eight games in a row without him getting hurt, they'd figure it out like Philly did. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see, I, as a fan, I just want to see Trey Lance play an entire season and see what we got. Because I really feel like if Kyle Shanahan plays to the strengths of the team with the run game and gives Trey Lance that, that time to build up and build confidence, by week 18, you could really have something. And remember what Jordan Palmer said, three things you need to succeed as a quarterback in the NFL day. This is Carson Palmer's brother. Carson Palmer, the biggest statue maybe ever. He <laughs> yeah. said you got to be able to get the ball out of your hands quickly, mm-hmm. uh, escape the pocket, and push the ball down the field. Well, Trey Lance can do all of that. He just needs to prove that he can get the ball out of his hands quickly. That's what is, and that's it. That's all he's got to prove. If he can do that, he can do the three things you got to do. Jalen Hurts can do all three of those things, and that's why he just got the contract he got. And he's working with the best quarterback coach right. that you can have for that. Yeah, the guy. Right. And game. McCaffrey will help him. Yes. You have the best checkdown threat in the league. If if Trey Lance can't get him the ball, then there's something wrong with Trey. I'd like to see him play before we project whether or not he can do it. Yeah, and most of the targets, if I remember correctly, I was looking, most of the targets, at least in the beginning of this season, were going to Debo, who is known not to have the best hands, if we're being honest. So it would be nice yep. to see what CMC, Kittle, all those guys can do for, for Trey Lance. That's right. Gold-Blooded said, let's not forget, Trey's second start was a must-win to get into the playoffs. No pressure, kid. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, like Kyle just had him trying to execute the Jimmy Garoppolo offense in the first half, a lot of quick throws, and he was 10 of 13 with a pick. That yeah. one pick that it was a bad read. Finally, in the second half, Kyle Shanahan put him under center, moved the pocket, and had him push the ball down the field. Two touchdowns on 10 throws. Like all of a sudden, it looked easy. And I don't understand why they haven't let him do that more often because <laughs> that's theoretically what he does well. I mean, we've seen him. He's not going to be an elite zone read runner, but he yeah. could be an elite play action bootleg passer, which is supposed to be the bread and butter of your offense anyway. Right, right. Brock's exactly. never going to be able to push the ball down the field like Trey, ever. Yeah, and, and Trey can also scramble for a first down if you, if you put him out in bootleg, right? He can. Yeah, if more than Brock. Him, he can, yeah, he's got yeah. a lot of – he's got a, this is why I've been talking about him for so long. People get mad, but he's got a ton of potential, man, and that's just what I want to – I just he want to get out of him. Yeah. He just has to prove he can do the basics, yeah. and honestly, Kyle has to prove he can teach him. Brian Greasy has to prove he can teach him. Just yeah. fixing up the mechanics, because honestly, Andy Reid could do it. I yeah. bet you – if Trey Lance, you know, if Andy Reid traded for Trey Lance right now, like Bill Walsh traded for Steve Young when he had Joe Montana, just because he's like, oh, you, you know, he's yeah. I can get him for for cheap. Yeah. I, I can fix him. Yeah. I can coach him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he did it with Alex Smith, who had the same freaking issue and has a lot in common with Trey Lance. Uh, it's I think this is really on the Niners. Like teach him the freaking basics. The reason it works with Brock Purdy is because he learned it in college. You didn't have to coach him. Could do a little coaching, Brian. And here's the thing, Kyle. Like, the, the way I look at it too is like as a coach, you know, just at a lower level, the high school level, as a basketball coach, you know, we work on our weaknesses in practice. But when it's game time, you play to your strengths. Your strengths. And so 49ers not only have to teach him to work on his weaknesses, they need to play to his strengths during the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I maintain that until he gets a little playing time, the best play for the 49ers with Trey Lance on the field is the handoff. The handoff. It's so simple, but it's the only time Kyle Shanahan won an NFC Championship game here. He'd been to two others since then, tried to get creative, didn't work. Yeah. Hand the damn ball off. <laughs> yeah. I'd like, can, can anyone tell me what, what yards per carry running backs when Trey Lance is in the, I'd love to know. All right. Give me, let's go defense first. Who do you think the breakout player of the year will be on the 49ers defense? Breakout player of the year on the defense. I'm going to go with, 
Drake Jackson. I'm gonna mm. go with Drake Jackson. I don't. I think the 49ers are are counting on Drake Jackson to be that guy. Uh, they haven't made any real aggressive moves for an edge rusher uh, in the free agency. Maybe they'll do it in the draft. But I think they saw enough from Drake Jackson to know if he just puts on, gets in the gym, and works his ass off to be, you know, just all muscle, pure muscle. Um, at the weight that he's comfortable with, I think they believe Drake Jackson can be an effective pass rusher. Um, and I think that also because they just haven't been aggressive in free agency for that. A lot of people are thinking they're going to come after the, uh, another edge rusher, but they got Hargrave. Um, but I think that doesn't eliminate Drake Jackson's role on the team. I think Drake Jackson's going to be make that Hufanga leap for the defense this year. That's interesting. I'm, I don't know what to think of Drake Jackson mm-hmm. because he was he was playing. And then he fell out of favor. And Kyle was pretty, I mean, he said why. He's like, I mean, he just lost all of his power and endurance, and he's got to come back stronger next year. Like with Aaron Banks, they were like, look, it's a redshirt year. We're remaking his body. It felt like Drake Jackson disappointed him. The other guy who was interesting is Diamador Lenore. Mm-hmm. Lenore came on strong at the end of the year, and he did get beat deep. But I feel like with the addition of Javon Hargrave, the Niners' pass rush should be a lot better there probably won't be as many deep shots on the team as there was toward the end of last year. And Lenore will be able to like jump routes like he was in the playoffs. And he looked pretty good at that. I mean, he fin- he was really confident. I- Lynch said it too. I thought he was more confident than Traverius Ward by the end of the season. So I think he's going to keep it going into year three, Lenore. And I think Steve Wilkes could help with that as well, right? Like he's a DB specialist, new defensive coordinator. So I'm hoping the, all the defensive backs take a step up. And they, they weren't bad last year at all, but I think Wilkes is here. Uh, he's the first defensive back specialist the 49ers had, a, had at coordinator in a while. So I, I'm expecting Lenore to make a jump as well um, because of Wilkes. Smash of the Wild is a new member. Thank you very much. That was a great decision. Your best of the day. And it's, all, it's not even noon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, give me your breakout player of the year for the 49ers offense. Who's it going to be? I got two. I'm going to give you the less exciting one first, if that's okay. Uh, Jordan Mason. I think Jordan Mason is going to have a big role this year. I I don't – you know, Elijah Mitchell, unfortunately, has not shown that he can be healthy. And I don't think the 49ers can just go with CMC all year long. So I think Jordan Mason, because he's a sophomore, you know Kyle doesn't like playing the rookies that much. Jordan Mason showed that he was the guy last year. But Kyle just wasn't playing him. But I think this year now he's used to the system. Kyle's going to be more comfortable playing him. And there's going to be a time when Jordan Mason becomes a big factor. I think he's an amazing running back. I agree. I think he runs uh, harder than – I think he might run harder than anyone on the team. I mean, McCaffrey, they all run really hard. But, damn, this guy runs super hard, and he's the biggest. Um, Also, the way Kyle uses his his running backs, he doesn't really rotate them. He kind of just takes a guy and runs him until he's either injured or exhausted and then brings in the next guy. And the result is no running back has ever led the Niners in rushing twice since he's been here, ever. So McCaffrey just led him in rushing last year. He could do it, but the pattern is it's going to be someone else. And the only person on the team that hasn't done it yet is Mason or Ty Davis Price, and I know who I'm betting on. So Mason (laughs) could end up being a starter for them down the stretch, or he could... Yeah, I mean, if history is any indication, he'll be their leading rusher this year. He's shown me no reason to doubt him. None. Got fresh legs. Yeah. He got fresh legs. They didn't use him that much in, in college. Yeah. Uh, he was in a rotation. Yeah, absolutely. So Jordan Mason, my first one. My second one, Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Well, I he's got to be. He's going to be the guy. Yeah. I, I, Vegas has him 
as mm-hmm. a top for MVP, top four comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. I think Trey Lance is going to seize this opportunity. It's the likelihood of him getting injured again, I think is low because based on just statistic probability. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, on the, long, on the other hand, the every quarterback Kyle has gets injured. So, I mean, it's diff, you know, yeah. hard to, it's, yeah, uh, we'll see. As long as he, knock on wood, as long as he stays healthy, uh, I think Trey Lance is going to finally get an opportunity to show everybody what he can do. And I think with this team, there's a lot of quarterbacks that could have success. And mm-hmm. I think Trey Lance's intangibles, his mindset, his physical traits, it's all going to translate into success finally for him this year. I think it's Trey Lance. I agree. And I think it's it's not just him. It's going to be like the whole – they have to build an, an offensive identity with him. They've never done it. Yeah. They've had this different Trey Lance offense, which I think is dead now. And the, the they have to build an offensive identity with him, and they have to prove to themselves that they can win with him. Because they don't have that confidence yet. They built that confidence immediately with Brock. And they have an opportunity to do it. What does it take to win with Trey? Because it's different. you got to call the game differently. Kyle's acknowledged that, and he hasn't figured it out yet. So what's it going to be? I suggest lots of handoffs. But you you can do that maybe once or twice. Eventually, you're going to have to build off of that. Uh, He'll have to figure it out. But I think if Brock Purdy starts the season on Pup, he'll have no choice but to figure it out. Yeah, He hasn't even played two games back-to-back. Trey Lance hasn't even played two games back-to-back this whole time. So I just want to nope. see four. Let me see four back-to-back, and I'm pretty sure by game four, a lot of the fan base, even college candidates, will be like, okay, this guy, we have something yeah. uh, with this guy. And it doesn't have to look super clean right away. This guy's been on the shelf essentially for three years. What they have to do is get his feet underneath him, build up his confidence, find a way to win with him mm-hmm. so that down the stretch, he's cooking because that's what happened with – the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, like it took them all of 2021 to get him going, but by the end he was really, really good, and they made the playoffs. But I mean, what were they that year? Like eight and eight, I mean, eight, how nine. eight and nine, so nine, nine and eight. eight. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that great. Yeah. So yeah, and, I mean, they they got it. It's a process. And here's the tough thing, though. I believe I I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers end up playing the Eagles very early in the season, and they're going to Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. the schedule is not going to be easy, but if, if Trey Lance can go into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles in their house, he's going to be <laughs> he's going to be submitting himself pretty quickly if he can do that. Yeah. Kyle and the Niners just have to find some layups that Trey Lance is comfortable with because the handoffs will be money, the deep shots will be money, but that can't be your whole offense. There's got to be some throw because with Jalen Hurts, I mean the bubble screens, the RPOs, he's money on those. Yeah. Trey Lance has to have some quick throws that he can get off on time accurately that he's comfortable in, confident in, and Kyle's confident calling. And I, I don't think he's had enough time in games for Kyle to figure out what those throws are. Mm-hmm. But because um, he, he hasn't thrown any enough to have, you know, a sample size where you say he's good at this or he's yeah. not good at this. They got to find that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They just got to keep it simple. You know, the, the expression, keep it simple, stupid, right? They, they just got to keep it simple for Trey Lance. Run the ball, give him some easy stuff, take a shot or two during the game. You have enough. Your roster is good enough to where Trey Lance can find success and learn as he's going, and still make the playoffs. Right. Um, one thing the Eagles do for Jalen Hurts uh, that the Niners might want to do for Trey Lance: um, a lot of their offense is play action, throw over the middle, layering the ball over linebackers in front of safeties. That's what that's what Brock does. That's what Jimmy does. That's the offense, and it's really not what the Eagles do. It's the opposite of what the Eagles do because those are high risk throws. Yeah, they they throw behind the line of scrimmage to the outside deep. Yeah. They don't throw over the middle that much because when you miss over the middle, it's intercepted. 
Yeah. I mean, those are tough throws. And when you miss to the sideline, it's you, you hit a hot dog vendor. When you miss behind the line of scrimmage, it's incomplete. When you miss dip deep, it's incomplete. Um, you might want to think about that for Trey Lance because the hardest throw for him is going to be layering it over the middle. Uh, he can hit the the sideline throw. He has the arm for it. He can hit the deep shots. He has the arm for it. Play to his strengths. That's also how you keep people healthy. Like, the, yep. I think that's part of the symptoms of why the 49ers are always injured is they, they play in the middle. And that's also why yep. Jimmy had a lot of interceptions. They stopped doing that for Jimmy. You saw his interceptions come down last year. That's right. And they yep. did the same thing for Trey Lance. That's right. Yeah. Uh, OB149 says Hurts is good, but I think $255 million is too much for him. It's going to be interesting to see how they keep that team together with him making this much money because, again, he has everything, man. He he's never under pressure in the pocket. He's a great offensive line, great running game, great wide receivers. It's fair to point, and he's always winning. But you don't like you don't want to pay guys if you can avoid it. But when you know a guy is the truth, which they, it kind of seems like he is, you want to get out in front of it before they did the right thing. Yeah, right. They, they could have waited, and then Burrow uh, could have gotten paid, and then they would have had to get, give Hurts more. So I think they did the right thing. Yeah, I think you want to be in this situation. All right, I think that's enough football talk for today we're going to talk a little basketball because the warriors play game two tonight in sacramento they lost game one warriors analysts and fans are probably a little surprised but the kings are legit they are the three seed they have one of the best offenses ever and now they're leading one nothing who what do you expect uh to be different about game two how do you expect this one to go down i mean kerr is a good coach i I have issues with them when it comes to like rotations and how much you play players um, but I expect, for one, I expect Wiggins to start tonight over Dante. Um, so I think that's a big difference. I expect Wiggins to play more than 28 minutes, which is going to help you uh, on defense. It's going to help you getting free throws, attacking the basket, getting fouls, which is really good as well. Um, so Kerr is a really smart guy. He's got a good staff. I expect him to make a lot of adjustments. I'm hoping they play Curry and play a little more as well. Go ahead. Real quick, wait, Kerr, didn't he feel like he was coaching that game like he was the three seed? Like they were defending champions. Like we're not going to change anything. We're not going to make any adjustments. We're the better team here. It's like, actually, if you had just played Curry for those three more minutes at the end of round, at the end of uh, the third quarter, you probably steal a game that mm-hmm. ends the series. Yeah. But you played. You were too cool for school, and you just did it like you normally do, and dropped a game that was this close. It's, I don't yeah, know. and the argument for for not they played Curry and Clay Thompson thirty seven minutes. They played Wiggins twenty eight minutes. I understand the Wiggins thing. But like yeah. I was looking at Jordan and LeBron, they averaged like forty-one and something minutes per game in the playoffs. Dude, Kawhi played like forty-three minutes yesterday, and he's got like one leg. Yeah, that that's you know what, what I'm saying. That's what he needs to be yeah. doing. I think he's thinking like he may have underestimated the Kings. Like, like yeah, uh, we're the so defending too. champs. We're gonna be able to beat them. Um, but if you're trying to preserve yeah. his health, you need to minimize games, not three yep. minutes that you Good could give him three more minutes. You're winning that game. Good call. I I, I have a feeling he's gonna play till the end of. Uh, the third quarter. You can't take Draymond and Steph Curry out at the same time and ask Jordan Poole to finish a quarter. I don't trust him. Yeah. Yeah. For me, can't do that. I, for me, when I was coaching, the it's the you really need to start strong and finish strong every mm-hmm. right. So sit him between the mm-hmm. second and uh the first and the second, sit yeah. between the third and the fourth, but give him more time in the fourth. Like yeah. don't have him come in at eight minutes. They sent him like five minutes. They took him out three minutes yeah. left. In the third, yeah. and he brought him in with two uh, eight minutes. Yeah, it was like five minutes at least, um, or not, if not more. And that's ridiculous. He is a star. Clay Thompson is a star. Uh, uh, Draymond Green is a star. Wiggins is your star. You have to play those players. We're in the playoffs now. The season is over. It's time to like play these guys. 
let's talk uh, let's talk about that last play too so the, the game essentially came down to the last possession yeah. warriors down one with the ball clay thompson gets the ball drives down the lane De'Aaron Fox rotates over and stands right at the restricted area. Klay Thompson is 6'7". They're down one. He does not go to the hoop. He passes out to the corner three, which is fine. But down one in that situation, De'Aaron Fox is the only person between you and the basket. You got to go to the hoop because you're gonna you're either going to score or get fouled. And I feel like with Klay this year, like I haven't seen every Warriors game, but what I've been watching with him is great three-point shooter, but his offensive game inside the arc has been pretty spotty, and that was a bad decision, man. That was on Clay. Clay did not have a great game in this in week in game one. Yeah, you got to go up strong and attack. Got to go up there. Maybe get 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 fouled. Go to the free throw line, and Clay Thompson's going to win you that game. You know, yep. I don't mind the shot. A lot of people are mad at Wiggins for shooting that shot, but a corner three is one of the most high percentage three points. What was he supposed to do? T- turn it down? I mean, Clay passed it to him. Yeah. Clay should have went up. Yeah, Clay. It, yeah. yeah, that's on Clay. He probably could have hit that's a little floater or just been aggressive and got fouled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They should have won that game. They had multiple chances. Curry had a chance at the end of the game. I don't know what he was doing with the floater three. That was a little weird. Set your feet. Yeah, he didn't need to do that. Yeah, he didn't need to do that. I don't know, but I, I think it's not even going to be. They're going to win. I, I believe tonight. I think they're going to win pretty easily. Five, seven, ten points somewhere in that round. Yeah, I, I agree. I guess why I'm not as confident is I feel like you know what you're going to get from Steph, Clay, and Draymond basically, and you're going to get championship effort, championship play from all three of them. You don't know what you're going to get from Wiggins because what's his conditioning in it seemed like he was in great condition the first half and he got gassed in the second half he only gave him three rebounds I mean last year he was such an incredible rebounder in the playoffs which is important when they went small I think it's why they didn't go small in the fourth quarter because they were getting killed on the board that's a big reason they lost this game I mean they lost by three the other team had eight more possessions in them yeah Yeah. I mean so they need I don't know is Andrew Wiggins going to be himself in his second game back or is it going to take a few weeks? Do they have a few weeks? Also, Gary Payton II is very important in this series. They yeah. need him to play 30 minutes a game. And I don't know. Can you do that? He's only played eight games since coming back. Those two are very important. They're your best I, defenders. The Warriors last game, I think it was like 15. They're plus 15 or 17 with Steph on the, on the, on the court. With him off, they're minus 15 or 17. There's a remedy I have that I think they should do that they're not going to do. But I would just never play Jordan Poole and Steph Curry at the same time. I think that's fair. Why would you play them together? It's two smalls in the backcourt. Jordan Poole can't card anyone. Why? It it, it makes your defense bad. And then when Poole's shooting these crazy shots, you're taking away from opportunities for Steph Curry. So just when when you pull Steph Curry out, put Poole in. When you put Steph back in, take Poole out. They're not going to do that. But I think if they did, they would have a lot more success. Also, Poole shot 33% from three this year. It's not like he's even a great floor he's barely, spacing he's he, he gives you from the three i mean what is what is he uh, he's best at driving but a lot of times when he drives he he's wild he turns the ball over he makes bad decisions i mean yeah. the way i look at jordan Poole is he's either the best player on the court or the worst like he's either g- making a positive impact or he's killing you well and, so and I, I wouldn't trust him in a playoff game man i would play gary payton over him i and i would also not play him in critical times right yeah 20 seconds left, 30 seconds left before a half, before the end of the game, get him out of there because you don't know what you're going to get. And as a coach, the thing that I like most about player or the, the reason I decide to play players is because you know what you're going to get. Who do you yeah, trust? You trust. I yeah. know what this guy's going to do every single time. He's the one yeah. that's going to play with, because I can, I, I have some kind of control with Jordan Poole. You don't know what the hell he's going to do. You know? 
Yeah, you absolutely absolutely no trust. So yeah. um I wouldn't also uh you can't I don't think Draymond and Curry can be on the bench at the same time because no. those are the two point guards on the team. Jordan Poole's not a point guard. Yeah. Like that that stretch at the end of the third quarter, their their lineup was like Jordan Poole, Gary Payton, Clay Thompson, uh Andrew Wiggins and Kavon Looney. Like there's no playmaker on the on the court. It's yeah. Poole. You can't do that. They didn't play Clay Thompson until six minutes left in the fourth quarter. He came in during the six minute something mark in the fourth quarter. That's insane to me. I it doesn't matter. Also, the defense falls apart when Draymond's not on the on the court. He's really important. They don't really have a role for Kaminga. Can he do anything in this series? Or is he not playable? I don't know. I don't know. I, I like what I see from Kaminga. Honestly, I think he's good. I, it's hard for me to take as much as crazy as it sounds, I would take more minutes away from Poole than I would from Kaminga. I like Kaminga's rebounding his defense. He attacks the basket. You don't have a lot of those guys. I like Poole. I think Poole could be great if he gets learns to get himself under control and that learn that he's not Steph Curry. You should not be taking the same shots as Steph Curry. You've not earned that right. Your percentage mm-hmm. does not show that you're that guy. So mm-hmm. be, use your speed. Use one move or no moves. Attack the basket. Either finish mm-hmm. or kick out. That's what you should be doing on offense. And you shouldn't be taking away shots from Steph Curry at all, in my opinion. Other than that, I mean, the, the Warriors did really well on defense in the first half, but they were torched in the second half. Um, what they seems like what they want to do is take away the drive from De'Aaron Fox and force him to pull up, uh, preferably from three. And he took eight threes and made four of them, which is yeah. kind of not really who he is. Yeah. I don't think the, the Warriors are going to change up their defensive strategy on that. I, th- I think they'll be like, dude, do that again. I'd do rather – Darren Fox now, to me, he's he should be nominated for comeback or most improved player because he wasn't bad last year, but he's really good now. His three has been pretty damn good this year. So, But I still think that's a strategy. You don't want Darren Fox penetrating and finding somebody else you, or attacking mm-hmm. the basket. That that's what they need to do. And the other thing that what the Warriors really need to do is they don't the, the Kings really don't have rim defenders. So they can't just settle for threes. They shot 50 threes. That's too much. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it from Steph. I don't mind it from Clay, but everyone else attack the basket, you know, draw a foul, get to the free throw line. That I would like to see more of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listening to what the players said after the game, I mean, I mean the next day, I think it's pretty clear what they feel. Uh they got to um Malik Monk, 14 free throws. Like, that can't happen. No. You can't let Malik Monk shoot four, three, 14 free throws, and you can't give up 19 offensive rebounds. No. So you, they lost by three. If they can cut those two numbers in half, I think they feel pretty confident. But, you know, who is gonna, who's going to step up? In the, I, th- I think the rebounding thing is a big thing because I look at it as big lineup versus big lineup. Kings are better. When the Warriors go small, that's when they always have the advantage on teams. But they can't go small if they're going to get killed on the offensive boards. So in this game, I'm looking. Draymond had nine boards. Looney had nine boards. Curry had six. Thompson had six. The guy who didn't have any boards was freaking Wiggins. He had three. He needs to step up. Otherwise, I don't see how they can do this this lineup and, and not give up You know, offensive rebound after offensive rebound. Yeah, Wiggins has to make be a factor on the rebounds for sure. Another thing, Steph Curry, I don't, I lost track, but I think he got up to six turnovers. Let me. Look. I think there was at least six. I think he had at least six turnovers. Five, five, still plus eleven, but yeah, he needs to knock that off. Take that down to three, and you win this game. Yeah, you know, I agree. Six, five is too much, and it, a lot of it's just casual stuff that. I Considering he only had two assists. Yeah, see, yeah, he had no, two I assists. Lost, I was about yeah. to win eight hundred bucks if he would have had two more, uh, four more assists. 
<laughs> then I lost. Like Steph Curry gets six assists, I win eight hundred bucks, but it didn't happen. But yeah, but his turnovers are crazy, man, and they're just basic childish lob, like lazy lob pass, cross court passes that he can eliminate, and if he does that, that that can make a difference too. I think what's really interesting about this series is like it, to me, it's coming down to Wiggins. Okay, he is the fourth guy on this team. Okay, he no, left the team. Yeah. He he was great last year. He was an all star yeah. last year. He was great last year. He was their number one defender. He shut down Jason Tatum. He was their secret weapon. This year, when MIA, the, the team was okay with it. There was no explanation. If it was Curry, Draymond, or Clay, the, the news would have broke. But people felt, you know, I guess no one really cares and there'll be blowback. So I'm just, it, it, we're not going to report this. So he yeah. comes back and w- w- what are you? I, they need him to be exactly what he was last year. And if he can't be, I mean, what's really interesting is, okay, Wiggins is the guy. He essentially was here to replace Durant, who replaced Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes let him down in 2016. Wasn't good enough. He's on the Kings, and he had four offensive rebounds in this game. He played 36 minutes. Like He didn't go away for half the season. He's in great shape. He's starting. He's rebounding. Wiggins is better, but at least Sack can depend on Harrison Barnes and isn't it ironic that the guy the Warriors you know essentially kicked off the island is putting him in a tough spot right now I'd still rather have Wiggins all day long than Harrison Barnes but uh, I think I think I think Wiggins is going to be fine I think they, they're going to play him more than 28 minutes they only what did you say though 10 minutes ago about players you can trust yeah well when Wiggins is there I can trust him it's it, he is, he there? is he there is he there is he there you got it all right I think he's gonna be fine after all this is said it's still Warriors in six. I'm not panicking. Okay. No, nah, I mean, if they win tonight, they're right back in the driver's seat, right? Yeah. They took it. They, they did what they needed to do. They took a, a road game. They, they're going back home where they're going to win. Yeah, this game tonight is big. Um, I don't remember the last time they lost their first two games of a series. It's tough if you lose, lose the first two games because then you got to win four of the next five, essentially, right? To win? Yeah. And look for look four or five. For, look for Draymond Green and Sabonis or Draymond Green, and I believe the guy's name is Lamb, the backup center for the Kings. To get in a fight? They were like Lamb and Lamb and Draymond were going out a little bit. I look to that. That's going to continue to build throughout this matchup. Yeah, when the Warriors are in like do or die mode, like he's getting text, right? Yeah, he's not going out without a tech. Right, Mansa yeah. Toure says Kings and six. <laughs> of course, he says that. You know what kind of they celebrated a little too much after we uh, game. That's one. the other thing. That's that was a other. bad look. That made me feel like they're not ready. Act like you've heard the expression. Act like you've been here before. Well. They weren't acting. I like mean, before they that. played the, the game of this other. They played the game of their careers, and they won by three. And it came basically because Clay Thompson made a bad decision on the final possession, like that. Okay, nice. Yeah. That take a bunch of selfies about it. I hope they didn't celebrate too much because it's not over yet. Also, also they offended E forty. That's bad karma. Oh, you can't losing. do that. You're losing in Northern California. No, you can't. It can't happen. Yeah, no. Don't do that. Elite Archer 23 says, show me evidence Lance can make it through his reads. You guys conveniently gloss over that weakness of his. Show me evidence. He's barely playing. Yeah, he can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How come it's always the black quarterbacks that can't go through their reads? You ever notice that? Yes. I've it's always that. Yeah. Have you ever notice that? Christopher yeah. Cedro says, JK zero boards in game one. Kerr wants more from JK there. JK. Who's JK? Kaminga. Yeah. yeah. He, he and... Uh, he and Wiggins, one of those two needed to be a rebounder because the one thing about Barnes, he wasn't very good at shooting or defending. Dude could rebound as a as a small ball power forward. He yeah. was tough. He could jump. He could box out. That was important. 
I think Camilla gets another chance today. If he doesn't show that he, he's going to do that, he might his minutes might go down quite a bit. Um, I think honestly, he's like ninth man for me, Kaminga. The other, I'd rather play the other guys. I'd rather play. I don't know. I, I just know. I, I just don't want to see Jordan Poole and Steph Curry on this on the court at the same time. I know they're going to. I just don't like that when they do that. Monsa says, "I'm not a Kings fan. Kings can actually play better." The Warriors just outplayed him in the first half, and then got tired. Steve Kerr had a brain fart, and they and then they still came down to the final possession on the road. I still think they're going to win tonight. And the I think Kings they, aren't I think, beating yeah. the Warriors, man. I, I, I would it. be shocked if the Kings win this series. Yeah. I mean, the, the Warriors do have flaws. Like they're not as good this year as they were last year. They're a pretty small team. I mean, it's yeah. it's no wonder they got beat on the boards. I mean, Wiggins is uh, scrambling to get back in playing shape. So there's legit questions, but I'm with you, man. I, I don't think they're going to lose this series the first round. I just don't see it. Yeah, that would, that would be crazy. But I will say the Kings are on the uptick, right? They're, they're on the way up. I, I, you know, I, I expect the Kings to be a solid team for years to come now. Kev, I'm looking for it. Uh, we're going to filibuster. Oh, here we go. Is this the last dance for the Dubs? If they lose, I think it will be. If they lose, but I don't think they're going to lose. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. We it, people say that every year and they keep doing it. So we'll, we'll have to see if they. It lose, feels like Lacob wants to break it up. He feels like he's Jerry Krause. I think that's why he said the last dance. There are definite parallels between that 1998 team. I think Joe Lacob wants to have. You know, I I feel like Steph, Clay, and Draymond run the team, and I think Joe wants to run the team. And here's the thing: is Clay is going to be really expensive. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Clay and Draymond. Who who would you pick? I know Clay said he wanted uh, he Max wanted Mike. um yeah pfft, good luck who, not who coming off pick? that tornado. You pick Clay or Dray? If you had to decide between Clay and Draymond, who who you picking? Um, I I actually have I, I I believe Draymond's been more important to this team than Clay. They're I think they're all three are Hall of Famers, but I think Draymond is the defense. I don't think Clay plays defense like he used to. Great three point shooter, but I think it's easier to find a uh, a shooter than. A guy who can play defense like Draymond. I mean, oh he's so unique. So yeah, unique. I think I might agree. I don't know. It's tough because I have mixed feelings about Draymond. Sometimes he frustrates me with his uh, – he lets his emotions get like get the best of him sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes but he's he, been that way forever. He's always been that way. Yeah, it's hard. To I mean, he's hard. essentially Dennis Rodman of this era with point guard skills. Yeah, I mean, Draymond is really important to, to the Warriors. So yeah. that's a tough – I don't even want to. They won that. nothing without Draymond. Yeah. Ste- Steph and Clay were, were together for years and never made it to the finals without Draymond. Draymond becomes a starter all of a sudden. They're a dynasty. They have the I don't option. know. They have the option of keeping both, but my understanding is it's going to be a $500 million penalty that the, the Warriors would have yeah. to pay. I, I, don't I don't think Joe Laker wants to do it. I think he wants to yeah. make money. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Yep. Too bad. This is He's never going to build a dynasty like this again. You should. I mean, you should be honored to pay the tax, dude. This is history over here. But yeah. a lot of when money, you got though. someone like Jordan Poole, you got to move on to the next generation. You know. Oh, oh. I'm not. Anyway, I'm not on that guy yet. We both picking the Warriors tonight. Um, I don't know. It kind of depends on where Wiggins is at in terms of conditioning, but we'll see. You think he's going to go start and, and go 35 minutes? If he does, that they should win. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. I got uh, I got uh, Bonta on the channel tomorrow. If you guys want to check Beautiful. that out, 10, 10 a.m. He's coming to help me review this Warriors game. Definitely check that out. Bonta's the man. All right, guys. I'll be back at 3 o'clock with Larry. Take care.